This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode 37. I know it's been a bit since uh, we had our last episode. I took uh, some time off just to focus on some other things, but I'm back better than ever. And uh, today's episode 37, and we are continuing our series called Five Questions. Uh, after we finish this series, I'm going to update you guys on a new formatting of posting that we'll be doing for the podcast. But until then, let's finish out this really great series. These five questions are based off of Andy Stanley's new book called Better Decision, Fewer Regrets, Five Questions to Help You Determine Your Next Move. And my desire is that for you and I to really begin to you know, weave these questions into every decision we will face with which we will hopefully lead us to making better decisions and honestly living with fewer regrets, right? So in our last episode, uh, we had David Park uh, walk us through the conscience question of what tension deserves my attention. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen uh, to that episode or to the other ones in this series, I would highly encourage you to stop what you're doing and download that one and listen to the other ones first, right? But for those of you who are rebels, the conscious question is the question of awareness. What tensions are developing in your life that need to stop, that you need to stop or and pay attention to? Sometimes there's a feeling like a sense that something either doesn't feel right or needs more time to process. And our tendency most often is to ignore and push through. But in doing so, we often miss out on, on like what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in our lives. I can remember on a few occasions where in the decision-making process of, of deciding if God was leading our family to our current church, there were some tensions that had developed that I needed to address. Why was I feeling this way? What was God trying to communicate to me? Where was the Holy Spirit leading us? And if I had ignored those inten- those tensions and just pushed through, I would have never ended up in this wonderful church that we're in today. And I imagine that there are some of you listening today who feel the same way. You know, the the great thing about waking up each morning is that it's a new day. And if there were tensions that you passed over, you can begin anew today. I believe the more we ask ourselves the right questions, the more wisdom we will have to make better decisions and hopefully endure fewer regrets. So today I want to talk about the fourth of the five questions I believe will help us do just that. It's the maturity question. What is the wise thing to do? I remember when I was about 13 or 14, I was walking home from a friend's house one evening, and the route I normally traveled took me through a bank parking lot. I think the bank was called First Community Bank in Immokalee, Florida. I think that was the name of the bank. But as you've heard in the previous episodes, you know, I, I come... I came from a, you know, incredibly poor or low income family. We didn't have much of anything growing up. So every time I'd walk through the bank parking lot, I used to imagine finding like a bag full of like, you know, a crazy amount of money in it. I'd run home and show my mom and we'd jump up and down and celebrate, you know, the life changing moment. Right. So now on one of those normal trips through the parking lot, I see out of the corner of my eye what I believe is a shiny ad item catching the sun near the side of the wall of the bank. So I walk over, and just on the left side of the wall was a wallet. And inside the wallet, there were some cards, receipts, and about $300. But there was no ID. I looked all around. couldn't find an ID. Now, it was about 6 p.m. or so when I found this wallet, and the bank was closed. I looked around to see if there was anyone else who may have walked by and dropped it. 
but the parking lot was completely empty and there was no one in sight. So I put the wallet in my pocket and I went home. And I went home, uh, I tucked the wallet in my closet and I didn't say anything to my mom. And that night as I was laying there, I, I thought about all the things I could do with that $300. Like I could buy a lot of candy. Now, I was 13 years old, so you're like, wait, that's the first thing you think of as candy? I mean, I was 13. What else would I buy, right? I could buy some cool toys that I had never could afford it before. You know, I even thought about even giving like half of the money to my mom so she could use it for food and paying bills that we were struggling to pay. Then, out of nowhere, literally out of the blue, a question popped in my mind. Michael, is this the right thing to do, to keep the money? And I mean, to me... The evidence suggested I had done all I could to return the wallet, the wallet, right? I looked around to see if anyone was there. I checked to check the wallet, see if there was an ID, and the bank was closed, and there was no one in the parking lot. Yeah, I felt like I had done all I could, but that question kept nagging at me all night. Michael, is this the right thing for you to keep this money? So by the next day, all I could think about at school was the wallet and the person who lost it. Was I, in a way, hurting him or her by keeping their money? I decided that the best thing to do was to return to the bank before closing and turn the money in. So after school, I walked to the bank and walked in and talked to the first teller and uh, that I could find. And I you know, told her I found the wallet and that I wanted to turn it in. And in case the person who owned it, you know, who owned the wallet returned looking for it. The teller looked at me and smiled. Then she got on the phone. I was kind of nervous at this point, like, oh, they may think I stole it. But she spoke to someone on the other end of the line. Within a few minutes, a man walked over, and the teller handed him the wallet. And he looked in it, smiled back at me. He took out the money, counted 100 bucks, and handed it to me. Before he left, he told me he had lost the wallet walking to his car and came back that night to find it. It had all of his credit cards in it. So he was super stoked to get his wallet back. I took the money he gave me, and I gave $90 of it to my mom, and I kept $10 so I could buy some candy. Hey, I was going to get a reward out of this, right? Now, when I look back on that story, I sometimes wonder what I would have done if that question had never popped up that night. Would I have returned the wallet? Probably not, if I'm being completely honest. And by all accounts, I would have been justified in my actions, right? The wallet was out in the open. There was no one around to claim it. I had no way of returning it right then and there. I could have kept it and thought none the wiser. But would it have been the wise thing to do? Here's the thing. It's a question we should all be asking of ourselves. It's a question that should precede any decision we're planning to make. Why? Because while many of the decisions we'll make won't necessarily be bad, they may be unwise. An unwise decision making will always certainly lead to bad decisions in the long run. Every one of us has done some things in the course of our life that we look back on and say, what was I thinking? We look back and we wish we had we could rewrite the story, right? We look back now and we see clearly that where we were headed down the wrong path, but in the midst of it, we were, you know, following our hearts. The the passage of time allows us to see things a little bit more clearly. But wouldn't it have been great if we could have avoided those bad decisions in the first place? Like what if you could foolproof your marriage or your finances or your relationships in your life? Is there something that could help us weigh every decision? or invitation, or business opportunity that will protect us from disaster and poor choices? That's where we have to ask the question, what is the wise thing to do? Is what I'm thinking about doing the wisest thing for me to do in this moment, or is there a better decision for me to make? Now, we have to avoid asking, is this the right thing or the easiest thing? Because those questions don't always lead to the 
wisest thing. Sometimes the right thing isn't the wisest thing. Most certainly, the easiest decision isn't is rarely the wisest decision, right? Andy says in his book, our greatest moral regret are always preceded by a series of unwise choices. If you were to create a scale of decision-making with one being the most unwise and 10 being the wisest, we often settle, often, and you know there are some who go to the extreme of one and some who go to the extreme of 10, but we often settle between five and seven. We know we don't want to make unwise decisions, but we we're also in a rush to make a decision we think will benefit us. So we don't push beyond a seven. We're okay with that range because we think, well, I made a good decision with the information I had. But here's the thing. That five to seven decision may not have been the wisest, which will come back to haunt you and I later. I'm reminded of the story of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and basically the stepfather of Jesus. Joseph is looking forward to to Mary becoming his wife and then suddenly learns that she's already expecting And the father of the impending child is none other than God himself. Now, according to the Jewish law, Joseph could have quietly divorced her and left the whole situation behind. And he would have been justified by that action because legally it was within his rights. If he had made that decision, he would have been more than than justified. But the question isn't, is it justified? But would it have been the wisest thing to do? Thankfully, Joseph decided to accept what he learned from Mary and the angels and step up and commit his life to parenting a child not biologically his. And it was no normal upbringing either. You know, Joseph had to flee with Mary and the baby to Egypt to protect their safety, had to foster appropriate learning with the Jewish faith and still found time to, you know, pass along his carpentry trade to Jesus. Not once did we hear him quabble or or complain. Joseph simply stepped up and is the best father he can be despite the adversarial circumstances. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, well, man, if I had decided to leave her, I would have been justified in doing so. You can't knock me for that. And you would be right. There was justification for leaving Mary and this baby to fend for itself since Joseph wasn't the biological father. But would it have been the wisest thing to do? We have to move beyond looking for the easy way out of a decision. We have to stop settling for the five to seven range of unwise to wise and push for the 10 always with every decision. The question I imagine Joseph asking himself after the visit from the angel as he's staring at his bride to be, what is the wise thing for me to do in this moment? And it is a question we should be asking when we go to make a decision. What is the wise thing for me to do in this moment? The human condition is such that we're always pushing the boundaries. How close can I go without breaking the rules? Is it legal? If it's not illegal, it must be okay. Is it acceptable? Well, there's no law against it, so it must be acceptable. Is it immoral? Is it right? These are great questions, but they are not what we really need to know. Each of these questions can be easily justified and bent at our will at the moment. We need to ask, is this the wise thing to do? Wisdom is the knowledge of what is true or right coupled with just judgment, which leads to action, discernment, or insight. Each one of us has a unique past. Nobody has your history but you. These are experiences that make us who we are. The good choices, the not so good choices that are mixed together to make us into the person that we are today. And our past history 
predisposed us to certain things. So when you're faced with a decision, the first thing you should consider is your past. In light of your past experience, what is the wise thing to do? If you struggle with internet pornography, should you not have internet access at home? If you struggle with debt in the past, should you get rid of the credit cards? Is it wrong to have a credit card? No. Is it wrong to have internet access? No. But if these things are in your past, then it potentially is not wise for you. So be courageous and ask that question first. In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing for me to do? The second level is this. In light of my current circumstances, what is the wise thing for me to do? In light of what just happened in your life, in light of where you are emotionally, financially, or relationally, there are decisions that you could make five years down the road that will be just fine. But for right now, it would not be good. When we fail to assess our current situations and our decision making, we can very easily fall into regret later on. So consider your current circumstances when you are making your decision. Now, the last level or filter in our decision making is our future. Like our past, the future is unique to us. We may have specific goals in mind that we want to achieve or to avoid. So when you're faced with a choice, you should ask, in light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? Decisions you make today will affect your future. And you need to make that decision in light of that reality. What may be wise for someone else and perfectly acceptable may be catastrophic in light of your future. Think about what you want for your marriage to be in the future. What's the wise thing for you to do now? In light of where you want to be in the future financially, what is the wise choice now? What about your relationship with your kids or your children's relationship with you? Our unwise decisions in our past have robbed us of a portion of our future. Where you are today is a direct result of the decisions you made in the past. So the next decision you make, ask yourself, what is the wise thing to do? In light of your past experience, your current circumstances, and your future hopes and dreams. This question with every situation. No one ever plans to make a bad decision. No one ever plans to mess with their life. But we don't plan not to either. So the way you plan not to fail is to ask yourself today, what is the wise thing to do? It is one of the best questions you'll ever ask yourself. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. And if this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I love it if you would provide a positive rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which will help this show reach more people. And that's what it's all about, not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.